You're watching India Decides. Tonight we debate Rahul Gandhi's debut speech before corporate India. Is he confused or a visionary? Opinions have been pouring in this morning since Rahul Gandhi wrapped up his one and a half hour address at a CII event in Delhi. And in the interests of journalistic neutrality, we have to say that the verdict is divided. Some were charmed by his hour-long tutorial on Indian political life, while others, okay, most others, were left scratching their heads at the off-the-mark anecdotes, generalities and rambling flow. And soon after the speech ended, the predictable comparisons began between the Congress prince and the BJP's man who would or would not be king. When you play the politics of alienating communities, you stop the flow of movement of people of ideas, people and ideas. And when that happens, we all suffer. But for me, the biggest danger is excluding people, excluding the poor, excluding the middle class, excluding the tribals, the Dalits. Anger, hatred and prejudice do not contribute to growth. एक हिंदुस्तानी के नाते हिंदुस्तानी को प्रेम हिंदुस्तान को प्रेम करने वाले एक नागरिक के नाते आप भी मेरी डेफिनेशन से सहमत होंगे और मेरी सेक्युलरिज्म की डेफिनेशन बहुत सिंपल है इंडिया फर्स्ट हम कोई भी निर्णय करें कोई भी काम करें जिसमें भारत सर्वोपरि होना चाहिए भारत की भलाई से नीचे कम कुछ नहीं होना चाहिए अगर ये रहा तो सारा सेक्युलरिज्म अपने आप हमारी रगों में दौड़ने लग जाएगा द आइडिया ऑफ द कांग्रेस पार्टी इज दैट इट शुड गो हार्मोनियसली एवरीबॉडी शुड मूव टुगेदर हैप्पीली देर इज अ स्ट्रॉन्ग कनेक्शन बिटवीन हार्मोनी एंड ग्रोथ इंडिया इज ग्रोन फास्टर अंडर द यूपीए बिकॉज वी हैव ग्रेटली लोअर टेंशन बिटवीन कम्युनिटीज मेड ग्रोथ मोर इंक्लूसिव एंड फॉस्टर इन एनवायरमेंट ऑफ टॉलरेंस एंड हार्मोनी सभी समस्याओं का समाधान डेवलपमेंट है विकास के बिना कोई चारा नहीं मित्रों देश बर्बाद हुआ है वोट बैंक की राजनीति से देश को आवश्यकता है डेवलपमेंट पॉलिटिक्स की अगर देश की राजनीति भी डेवलपमेंट के धुरा पर अगर चलेगी तो इस देश में बहुत बड़े बदलाव आ सकते हैं यू गोइंग टू हैव द वन गाय हुज गोन कम एंड ही इज गोन फिक्स एवरीथिंग He's going to come on a horse. That's the model. That's the Indian model. It's going to come on a horse. Sun's going to be in the background. There's a billion people waiting. He's coming in, and everything's going to be nice. No, it's not going to work like that. Mitra, today, pure desh mein, dunya mein, Gujarat ke vikas yatra ki charcha ho rahi hai. Main jab good governance ki charcha karta hu, to main apne model ki baat karta hu, to main kehta hu P2 G2, pro people, good governance. You know, I got I got press guys asking me when you're getting married. Somebody else saying, "Boss, when are you going to be PM?" Modi ji ne Gujarat ka kar kar chuka diya hai. Hindustan ka kar chuka hai. So, if the captains of industry to whom Rahul Gandhi's speech was addressed were expecting or were looking for even basic solutions to the pressing worries of the economy, then they might have to wait for another speech. Instead, Rahul spoke of all that must be done. more like an election manifesto less the representative of a government that has ruled for two straight terms democracy and technology have triggered a non reversible chain reaction in india this reaction is now unstoppable nobody can stop it we have to channel this reaction we need to make it harmonious we need to make it happen smoothly we need to use the energy generated by this movement of people and ideas this infrastructure needs to connect india it needs to connect indian villages we have to provide the roads on which our dreams are paved and these roads they can't have potholes they can't break down in 6 months we have to provide the ports from which our ideas will set sail we have to provide the electricity for our children that will light up the future it is critical that the business environment for the creation of this dynamic infrastructure is stable and predictable together we must ensure that our knowledge education and skills define the global standard and if you are expecting manmohan singh ji 
or someone else to solve everything here. You're going to keep expecting it. So no single horseman for Rahul Gandhi. Joining me tonight to debate his debut speech, we have a packed panel. We're going to be joined very shortly by Milind Dera, who's the Minister of Shipping, Communications and Information Technology. I have with me here Minakshi Lekhi, spokesperson of the BJP. Dr. Surjit Bhalla, MD of Oxus Fund Management. And also joining us is uh, Siddharth Varjarajan, Bureau Chief uh, of the Hindu. He joins us uh, from Chennai. Pavan Verma, who's uh, of course now advising Nitish Kumar. And uh, also joined by MB Rajesh, who's a Lok Sabha MP of the CPM. Thanks very much indeed, all of you, for joining us. Minakshi Lekhi, directly Rahul Gandhi. And we'll get into the merits of his speech in just a second once we have Milin. But he seemed to target... Narendra Modi there, when he said that it's not going to be a single one-horse charger who's going to come riding in and solve all of India's problems. You know, many things in his speech, uh, of course, from the factual incorrection of million billion and Rani ki jhansi to jhansi ki Rani, I'm not even going into that. Yes, okay. One thing, uh, for, for, forget uh, minor lapses. No, no, these are not minor lapses. These are not. I mean, what does one billion mean? I think that's a basic thing when you're speaking to guys okay, who, let's, are, let's who own pretty many, many billions. Okay, we won't and debate uh, the, uh, the minor bloopers no, at this, no, day, I'll, uh, at I'll, this I'll, point. So yeah. there were bloopers. You admit that. The second point which I'm trying to make is that a speech uh, from a former, uh, a, a, a speech from uh, a P PM candidate, at least Congress projects him as one, uh, who is talking to CII, Yes. hard-nosed businessmen and forgets to deal with the issues of business. Nine years, their government has been in power right. and prior to that 142 years of Congress and so from 47 till date, it's mostly Congress in most states. So what the have they done? Thing is, the funny thing, Sujit Bhalla, is that CII largely loved this speech. All the reactions that we got immediately afterwards... Down said what well, a fantastic you know, I, speech. I, I were they listening to the same speech? I wouldn't put too much weight. I mean, they did give him a standing ovation, and that was very interesting. Uh, you know, I was at Narendra Modi's speech at the India Today conclave, and right. nobody gave him a standing ovation. But the CII and perhaps other industrial bodies, mm. I mean, you know them by what they do after each budget. Right. No matter how disastrous the budget, they you all stand up they and always have to applaud. <laughs> and you know, that's a real tragedy. It, is, it, I, it is. really is a tragedy and what I, I don't think um, uh, Rahul got to as to the obsequiousness, the psychophancy of industry. You know, mm. they are the leaders. He yes. himself, Rahul himself admitted they are the leaders and here they are being psychophantic. It's very, very sad. And that what none of them actually spoke their mind. You think, on you what know, they felt about the speech? You know, this is a question we should mm. be debating. Yes. What is a fear? What are these industrialists fearing? Mm. Why can't they ask questions? You know, here's a man, a young man, giving his discovery of India, yeah. which is a Did far, far cry yes. from the discovery that his great-grandfather gave. <laughs> okay, why didn't somebody ask him the question? This is how far we've gotten? I mean, this is really, uh, you know, it was a disappointment as far as industry is concerned. And as far it as was the speech is concerned? As far as Rahul is concerned. <laughs> disappointment. Oh, complete. complete. Complete disappointment. I mean, it's, tell me a redeeming feature and we'll discuss it. MB Rajesh, would at least the parts of the speech where Rahul Gandhi talks very much along the lines of the reconstructed socialist that he and certainly his mother seem to be, impress you talking about how one shouldn't only focus on wealth creation, a rising tide will lift all boats, one must not forget the poor. And saying this in front of a corporate audience, is that something at least that, that struck a chord with you? Not at all. Not really. Not at all. Because uh, what is the point in uh, speaking like this? Because he is a uh, key person, he is the vice president of Congress and PM in waiting. And he is in a uh, uh, position to influence and formulate exactly. policies. And uh, this disastrous policies in the last nine years, yes. which has led to the exclusion of the poor, which has led to exclusive growth, not inclusive growth, right. which has led, uh, led to the uh, uh, lacks of farmers co to commit suicide. And now he is coming and uh, he is giving a speech and he is uh, putting blame on somebody else. And what is the point? What, 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 is, uh, what is his uh, views on policies and what change he want to bring about this policy? Okay, that we want me, to know. Let me bring in till we actually get Milan Deora to come on and, and defend the speech because right now this is a fair one-sided panel. We're getting that link to Milan Deora. Let me just go across uh, to Pawan Verma. Pawan, did you find anything redeeming at all about this speech? And has it helped you 
make up your mind a little more is the jdu looking now at all these speeches you of course had more chances more opportunities to hear narendra modi now you've heard rahul gandhi as well is this helping you also make up your mind you know shrinivasan the way now leaders are speaking to the corporate sector is almost as if they made a new discovery <laughs> yes. the corporate sector has been there yes it's a huge engine of growth india is full of entrepreneurial energy it needs to be tapped and the way you tap it yes. i wish the speech had gone beyond general generalities gov corporate sector needs governance it needs transparent and predictable policies it needs quick decision making it needs an enabling environment it no, needs but, uh, are, you are you Governance saying that are you saying that this speech is a very meticulous business are you saying that the speech did not address all of I this i wish there was a road map i believe i believe that after so many years of less than optimum potential I think with the corporate sector and all of India right. is waiting for a road map because governance is a day to day grind it's a meticulous business with outputs measured okay the time Fair for broad generalities about a vision yes is, is not taking us very far is over the corporate vision. sector yeah, must contribute to vision. the economy and does become a development partner all right siddharth vardarajan and you can see that happening in bihar for instance Okay, Siddharth Vardarajan, are we all being somewhat harsh on Rahul Gandhi? It's true that addressing or dialoguing with the corporate sector is not new; it's been going on for decades. But this is Rahul's first crack at it. So, just as a first crack, uh, were there parts of the speech, at least, or there were moments where you felt that he was impressive? I don't have a problem with Rahul Gandhi, you know, wading into a meeting of industrialists and reminding them about. the need for economic policy to have a social dimension people who are cribbing about that uh, and who wanted him to speak only about uh, reform or to or to you know make suggestions that the corporate sector wants to hear i think are uh, slightly off off the mark here but there is a wider issue which uh, in a way mr rajesh has uh, has emphasized which is that you know here's a classic case of somebody who represents a party that's been in power for 9 years Now it's a different matter that Rahul Gandhi occupies a somewhat tangential position uh, in the uh, you know uh, government or power you know, the overall power structure. He's not in the decision-making inner circle. We know but that, he, despite the position he occupies in the family <laughs> and now as as vice no, president of Congress. But the fact is, the fact is yeah. that he he was in a position to influence policy, uh, and that policy uh, you know to, to to do many of the things that he's saying about empowering a billion people etc yes the generality that he the generalities in which he spoke it would have been nice if one had seen some reflection of this in policies that he could point to that this is what we did this is what we want to well, do well you know he did he talk about that. so i think at the end of the day it left me cold he, he did surjit talk about the rights culture or the rights philosophy of the congress he said we have given right to food right to education right to information all of that all the entitlements uh, which this government has and made its hallmark and which you are such a big admirer of yeah, but so I, but, but know, this is quite interesting he did bring that up he yeah, did no, point no, that up this is yeah. quite interesting you know the right to food as if we are now eating more, more food, food because of the right to food we are eating more food because india is richer but you know then he will come out and say we are eating less calories and that goes into an endless debate but you know what is interesting what i found yes. that here in his speech he really put down governance he put down that we haven't empowered the people and we haven't educated the people we haven't done all the necessary things right. 56 of the last 66 years including the last 9 the congress has been in power it would have just been you know he could have won over many people by saying yes. listen we've been in power and you know we haven't delivered very simple just be honest okay you know when, people when can see says, through all of this vision and last point yes. vision can somebody please define to me what is the vision of india that he had vision? other than we were different than china okay, and we hold people together rather than press their hand okay yeah, here's what here's, is the vision all right here's something here's, from his speech which he would argue or at least his party would argue is a vision he says there is a strong connection between harmony and growth India has grown faster under the UPA because we have greatly lowered tensions between communities made growth more inclusive 
and fostered an environment of tolerance and harmony, anger, hatred and prejudice do not contribute to growth. You should have no, a violent I, 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 background I, I, when you I, say I, that. I, I, <laughs> that, and, and, that is factually, clearly, we know, we know factually, who that's directed at. I, I'm, and I'm giving him the factual facts and I'm, I'm through you, I'm communicating to him also. The fact of the matter is, if you go to the history of rights, maximum rights have happened during Congress regime. The only time Gujarat has seen a right-free governance is from 2002 till now and every year. It's very it, hard for to make the case that I Gujarat am making, has seen rights. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, no, no, no. But no, you can't no, no, exclude no, no. 2002. I'm, sorry. No, I'm saying, I'm saying let, let me tell you, 1947 Gujarat's history, Gujarat's history yes. and recent rights, everybody seems to have forgotten Assam rights. Where, who was uh, running that uh, state? Everybody has forgotten Rajasthan. People have forgotten Andhra Pradesh. I think media is to be blamed or refurbish his memory. And he why should, not he needs the Sikh riots? And why, Sikh riots, riots every riot. why not the Sikh riots? More Sikhs got killed than Muslims got killed. Now, Ever. I don't want to put a model equivalence over here. No, but no, on no, that no, at least on that no, aspect, no, no, no. on the idea, at least on that aspect, on the idea of, uh, of an inclusive, tolerant philosophy, inclusive, political philosophy. Let me at least put that to you. At least there, would you sympathize or would you agree or have empathy with what Rahul Gandhi said? I don't think that Congress uh, and Rahul Gandhi represent a more inclusive, tolerant, uh, or secular, political, uh, political more secular. secular on, the, no, on the question of secularism, Congress has conveniently compromised on the question of uh, secularism. That is the history of that party. The yeah. only difference and dispute between Congress and BJP is that on uh, whose period more, more number of riots have taken place. That is the only difference. Siddharth right. Vasarajan, uh, uh, but look, uh, we always have known that Rahul Gandhi is not the most comfortable public speaker. He's had his, uh, uh, you know, hits, hits and misses with attempting to come forward and, and speak. But he did hold forth virtually impromptu uh, for about one and a half hours. Do you believe, and in fact, let me actually now throw that to uh, Milan Deura. We finally have managed to go uh, across to him. Uh, Milan, I don't know if you had a chance uh, to listen in on our discussion here, but very, very strong opinions, mostly critical opinions of uh, Rahul Gandhi's speech. You, of course, tweeted fairly soon after the speech, and uh, I, I entirely understand why you would, that you said you uh, would find it hard to imagine uh, even Rahul Gandhi's critics having a problem with the speech. You said it was full of a refreshing vision. What is that refreshing vision, Milind, which at least our panelists here seem to have missed? Well, Srinivas, let me apologize for coming on late, which, as you know, was no fault of mine. No fault of um, yours, absolutely. Tec I haven't heard what problems. the last few minutes of... Uh, that's right. I'm not sure what the, what the deliberations have been before I, got, I joined this panel, uh, but I'm sure your panelists have dissected every little segment of uh, Rahul Gandhi's speech. Uh, why I think it's refreshing is because I think there's no politics associated with his speech. And I think that he has presented a view on how we need to improve governance, delivery systems, relook at the relationship between the private sector, industry and government, uh, which I don't think is out there in the public domain today. I don't think political leaders, business leaders, yes. uh, civil society, activists are talking about governance the way he addressed it. And I'll give you a few examples. Yes, do. Uh, when we look at governance, what are the various aspects of governance? One, for example, is spreading awareness, getting people to understand what are their rights, giving the public a sense of entitlement. No, but uh, what is the government speech? Only talk information about government. No, no, no. Milan, <laughs> in his speech, in his speech, what did you uh, no, find there, which you said was making a novel point delivery, about in government? In terms of delivery, but I think he talked, he actually Sorry? elaborated a lot about governance and I'll tell you how. Because if you let me complete, one big part of governance, as I said, is awareness through the RTI, for instance. It's about policy formation, where Congress party might be different from other governments where we have an inclusive agenda. And two is about delivery. Now, where I think his speech fundamentally differed from any other political leader or business leader's speech yes. is that he believes it's not one individual who is going to change the face of governance in this country. But, who but you actually who need to restructure that? and reorganize Sense institutions after this speech. <laughs> that will actually improve governance. And I'll tell you how the government of that, the day is doing that. Is that, 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 uh, that an original of point? Communications and IT. 
Well, I think that's a huge that's a huge point on its own because I don't know who the BJP panelist is on your show. Minakshi, 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 and this one man has not performed alone and he never takes credit for this alone but it's the system of governance which has functioned under his leadership and one person one family controls yes. the entire congress party everybody knows but it's a it's a it's a case of primogeniture which works there okay, and, 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 and allow me allow me on, on millens on, on, millen's on, on millen's point yes. on millen's point when he talks about basu sorry uh yeah, yeah. on, on millen's point when he talks about uh, uh, the uh, good points of his speech and governance issues etc i'll remind him of one issue where he compared india with a beehive he is welcome to his beehive that is that could be congress with one queen bee and all other gender neutral slaves but re- let's, 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 not, not, let's, let's not let's not make, make india that personal, let's yeah. not make that yeah. india india is far beyond all this and in india uh, we believe that one truth prevails and the truth can have many forms and many people have to work together okay, and this is what has been delivered milan milan quick yes milan come in quickly and then i'm uh, going to go across to pavan yeah yeah i i would only li- like to ask mrs lekhi i don't understand why the bjp or any other political party for that matter should play politics over his speech today and i'll tell you why <laughs> because he's he a political person that we need to improve mr deora he's a political person okay, let him respond, let him please allow me to complete yeah, please, please please allow me to complete my point go ahead if he has said that we need to improve structures restructure institutions in our country he has said that even the even the incumbent prime minister as one individual can't change that we need to institutionalize the way we reorganize our government and governance why can't all political parties why can't industry why can't they agree maybe you can say it's fundamentally a wrong idea if mrs lekhi thinks that it's a wrong idea she should say that come Wait, clean on no, your no, channel no, no. if she I, think I, it's I, a right I, idea can i answer why don't please? we move towards that direction no, whether bjp gets credit or congress gets credit no, why no. can't we take that idea okay, and uh, develop yes, that idea yes, why can't we develop the idea that says very short point very short no no let's get let's get forward one minute one minute very very quickly very very quick yeah you know mr deora unfortunately congress has been in power and it was for congress to proceed on these lines where they have failed and when you you're talking about this governance format or that governance format 15 times election commission has written to upa for bringing in the affidavit rules etc to be changed in electoral okay, laws and, and upa has done nothing about it let's not no just like bill, so on and so congress. forth yeah. let's get pavan verma and pavan do you believe do you believe that as milan is saying that there are some germs of ideas about governance which would not be so vastly different for example from the kind of model that nitish kumar uh, follows in bihar you know uh, vasu it is a well intentioned speech but we have to see it in terms of substance now for instance i think this whole discussion is becoming so individual centric yes. and perhaps that's a good lesson for those who believe that they alone can deliver the other point about harmony and development yes it's useful because governance cannot occur in an atmosphere of frozen peace but essentially i think there is a point that governance and social inclusiveness cannot be posed as polarities that's also a well taken point but personally if you ask me as a commentator on india today yes the corporate sector has been waiting for 9 years and more for a road map to unleash its energies and now in its penultimate years it heard a vision which was perhaps about india as it will unfold in the next 20 years but we want action today we want action Growth today okay 5%. billion all right billion the, the you know the point is that 
Rahul is now no longer a political novice. He made his debut in 2004. That's almost 10 years uh, before this. He was made General Secretary four years after that. He's now been made Vice President of the Congress. He's no longer a political outsider. He's a key influencing figure in this government. He intervenes on policy. He intervenes on seat selection in elections. He intervenes, I'm sure, even in uh, cabinet portfolio allotment. Uh, you, you know, you might have a better idea of that. Why does he continue to sound like an outsider, like somebody who's who's critiquing the system uh, with the luxury of distance? Because he's not. He's very much a part of the system. Millions, can you hear me? There's no doubt about. Okay. But neither is he the prime minister of the country. And if someone, an industry, is looking for a roadmap for the future in terms of what are the government's economic programs, that's what the Prime Minister did yesterday. Now, it's, it's someone like you who has to answer why you give more yeah, attention he was to Mr. Gandhi's speech no. with regards to what the economic agenda for the country no, is. Minute, two the sentences. Yeah, yeah. Fair and fair. The prime, the Rahul Gandhi has given a view which is not... If he is criticizing or because he is not Prime Minister. No, 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 two centers. Two past centers. Ask industry, let's work together. I have a question for Milan. Okay. What about the roadmap for the past? I want, here he is, as you said, working for nine years as a leader of the Congress party. His own party has ruled India for 56 of the last 66 years. Please tell me about the vision, the roadmap of the past. All right. At least okay. we can forecast the past. Okay, one second. Uh, you were saying, you, two are you seeing this as an example of two power centers? Yeah. On the basis of what Milind Deora is saying? No, Milind Deora, uh, just now he said that he is not a Prime Minister. That is why he is criticizing. My question is uh, exactly that, whether he is criticizing only because he is not Prime Minister. Siddharth Vardarajan, is this an example when we see the manner in which Rahul Gandhi uh, positions himself, somehow critiquing uh, the entire system? And we saw this also in the AICC session in Jaipur where he talked about an unresponsive bureaucracy and all of that. Are these tensions now becoming embarrassing for the Congress and is it time for the Congress at least now you've had Digvijay Singh come and acknowledge that there are problems uh, exactly. with this two uh, power center system to try and fix it and if so how I mean were there indications for you Siddharth that this was Rahul Gandhi appearing more likely as a prime ministerial candidate or in fact less likely look at one level the positioning that he's choosing for himself is is to try to capture in some way some of the opposition space. So you have a, you know, what do you do if you uh, are vice president of a party that's been in power for nine years and whose unpopularity levels nationwide are really riding very high at the moment. Uh, the smart thing to do is to position yourself as an outsider and hope that people will not implicate you in all the misdeeds uh, of, uh, of UPA 1 and 2. Right. And that's I think essentially what he's trying to do. The fact also is that he is a bit of an outsider. I mean, if you follow is the trajectory of his political program within the Congress, he began, you know, with the Youth Congress trying to reform it, saying that look, yeah. uh, you but have did he the seem to you stranglehold of old power brokers and so on and so forth. Right. And somehow we have to break the stranglehold. Well, you know, five years down the road, it's clear that he hasn't succeeded in that project. The structure of the party remains largely the same. But listening to him, and he has to make the best of a bad deal. That's to be charitable. But uh, but I think at the end of the day, the more he says that I'm not interested in coming to power, that don't look at one person delivering you, uh, you know, for, for deliverance, it's quite possible that the electorate will say, fine, they'll take his words at face value. And but come election time, were the Congress to even remotely think of projecting him as a, but as a future leader, people no. will not take it very seriously. Because but Siddharth, no, uh, but Siddharth, listening to him, listening to him, did you feel that he was up for the job? He was up for it? Or did he actually seem to suggest a certain reluctance? No, it's, it's quite clear. I mean, when the man repeatedly says uh, that uh, or, or gives a strong indication that he is yeah. not yeah. hankering for that post and he's not aspiring for it, uh, as I said, it's quite clear that he's not in a hurry to, to have that job. And I think, quite frankly, looking at the way the electoral landscape is emerging, the Congress will have to do very, very well in 2014 for, uh, for Rahul Gandhi to want to change his mind. Uh, if UPHV okay. comes back, say, with the Congress at 170 or 180, it's highly unlikely that Rahul Gandhi will project himself as a prime minister. So I think it's a pragmatic, so he, uh, yeah. you know, it's a, he's making a virtue out of necessity. Okay. And to the positioning of himself as an outsider, as a critic, is not a, it's not a bad one. It's just that 
you know, it would be good for him to, uh, as I think uh, Mr. Bhalla was saying, to take questions, to engage in a dialogue. One of the problems that the, as a journalist or as an outsider, you see that uh, neither the BJP's Mr. Modi nor Rahul Gandhi of the Congress are really available to answer the kind of difficult questions that people want to put to yes. them. Whenever uh, uh, you know, Mr. Modi is asked about the riots, for example, he will either get up and leave or yeah. he will say, I said what I did, uh, what I had to say in 2002. He will not answer those questions. And so, it's, for so you're saying that that is one commonly opportunity to just ask you on the point that you raised that he was, might seem a bit reluctant. Um, when he talked job. about the fact that this is all smoke, yeah, is no, this a staged reluctance or did it seem genuine? You to know, you? I, I would say this. I mean, and this is a very honest uh, personal view. I think, and I mean it in all sincerity, I think we should put Rahul out of his misery. He is, doesn't want the job. You think I he doesn't have, want one, the job? have never believed that he wanted the job. You know, it is not natural that, you know, your son. Uh, your daughter will yes. be like you. Yes. I mean, why is it mandatory for somebody to fall into the exact but same? He, but he has shoes? been elevated. He has no, no. been elevated as vice president, which many believe credit, is just a formality. To his credit, before he's for, uh, fully coronated. And to his credit, he's always tried to distance himself. Now, whether we believe him or not, right. he is saying, "I believe him completely. <laughs> I really do not believe." He wants the job, or he is really indulgent in politics. He's and and that I, I, I say that as a compliment to him. Okay, we'll we'll get Milan Deora uh, if we can go across to him in just a second. Uh, but can I just get a quick comment? Can I just okay? Let's we've got Milan. Uh, Milan, what did you make of this entire debate about Rahul? Uh, and obviously, in a way, when he tried to suppress those usual. Speculations about his prime ministerial ambitions by saying it's all smoke. He's in fact triggered a fresh round of it. Uh, do you, do you, as Surjit say, believe because you also know him well personally that he is reluctant? He's still not convinced about it, or is his appearance today in fact an indication uh, that he's he's now more convinced and he's building up towards uh, the, the formal announcement? Well, I think with Rahul Gandhi, there's a case of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, when he should have, in my view, spoken to a forum like CI a long time ago, but when he's finally done That's it, quite honest if you um, say that. you're saying, why didn't he speak about address the business issues in the business community? So there's going to be endless speculation, endless debate about his plans. I want to just go back to one very important point time ago that, you know, why does he attack the government? Why does he put pressure on the government? And I think he has every right to put pressure on the government as the vice president of the Congress party to improve delivery systems. And I think whether you look at the direct benefits transfer, UIDA, the e-governance initiative, a lot of these have actually born, started out and the genesis has been from him. So why is it wrong for a legislator right. in his own right, a vice president of the party, to perhaps criticize constructively okay. his own government That's to push them point, towards actually. improve and restructure institutions. Minakshi Why Lekhi is that seen as a bad point? Why are we debating that endlessly? Why are we saying he shouldn't yeah. do that? No, let me complete please. Because if tomorrow he spoke, if he spoke at this forum yes. and he said all is great with UPA and the systems are great and we are doing the right thing, you would be debating something very different today. You would be saying he didn't confront the real challenges that India is facing. All right, so okay, that's a fair point. Let's get Pawan. He's brought them to the surface. He's put them out in the public domain. And then you're criticizing him at the same time. So I'm just trying to say, why are we speculating endlessly from journalists to politicians? Why can't we say, okay, this man's intention is right. Let's not politicize it. Let's try and work together. Let's Look, try and the, give some deliverables, Milinda, put the, some deliverables on the table. No, the, and let's see the how idea of not politicizing a speech by a political leader is perhaps not possible. But Pavan, uh, at least respond to Milan's point, which is a fair point. No, what politicize the points that are no. political. Okay, Pavan, what is the simple non-political points? That's all. Okay, I'm no, no, okay. No, no, all right, Pavan. Uh, no, no. I'm asking you. I want to ask you on the point he made: the idea that someone who is in the party can criticize the government. That's healthy democratic practice. What's wrong with that? No, I, I don't want to doubt the bona fides of Mr. Rahul Gandhi. But as a citizen, I'm a bit mystified how you can be the vice president of a party 
and remain an outsider. And if if we need the kind of changes he can deliver, I wish he had become an insider. You see, the country cannot just wait for outside criticism mm. from the most important person in the party while the party waits to actually respond to it. Nine okay, years have passed. But actually, actually, Meenakshi, what Milind is saying that he's not an outsider. He's been responsible for shaping a number of these governments key schemes which are very close to him and which are very close to Sonia Gandhi. So here is someone who is a member of the political wing of the party which is in government critiquing it at, uh, sometimes and influencing it in others. What could be wrong with that? Uh, no, the BJP claims it's a democratic party. You should, you should welcome this. No, no, I welcome it. My trouble is when he's critiquing and when he's supporting. So all the credit of the bureaucrats he assigns to himself. And when it comes to decision making and bringing policy changes, that he says is not my business. I'm going to criticize the government. That's where the intention and the action is, is duplicity, which is, which is writ large. You know, interestingly, he talked about yeah. compassion to hear everybody's yeah. right to speak and everything. Everybody I, I'll tell him, remove 66A and start listening to what people have to say about you. Okay, uh, 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 Milind, you didn't answer my question about the prime ministerial uh, aspect. Do you think that this is Rahul Gandhi's first step in formalizing that role or do you think that this is actually suggesting a Surjit Feld reluctance? Well, you know, Basu, I'm not an endless speculator about what will happen and what won't happen. I'd what, like to what would you take like what he said at face happen? value. What, what would uh, you like to see happen? With him, my, in my interactions with him, yeah. I have never sensed, in my interaction with him, I have never sensed um, greed or ambition that I am dying for a particular post and mm -hmm. that I am arrogant about my past or my family or about my party. Mm. He's always someone who has accommodated different viewpoints and he's always someone who said, I'm not working for one particular post, but what comes, what may happen in, in the future, who knows? Because the Indian electorate is very smart. Right. The Indian electorate has often rewarded someone who's reluctant and yeah, has often yeah, pushed aside on. somebody who has strong and tall ambitions to become prime minister of the country. Right. So who knows what will happen? But I, I believe at face value right. that he's someone who's sincere who does not have any intention. He has never told me privately or publicly that I'm dying to become Prime Minister. He's always said I'm focused on what I want to do with the organization. I think the government needs to reform. The government needs to change okay. structurally. And you're I saying that, that he's because I can't endlessly speculate the way you do. Okay, you're saying that he's never actually expressed any ambition. This is, we're going to have to wrap here. This is increasingly going to become, as we move closer and closer towards the election, an inevitably a, a sort of a presidential face-off, as it already has between Rahul and Narendra Modi, for somebody like you, you've seen and heard both of them, would you choose or someone you uh, find more or less impressive? At the end of the day, I'll tell that uh, the Rahul Gandhi's speech, the impression created by Rahul Gandhi's speech is that he, ne he, ne uh, is, he doesn't represent a different politics, an alternative politics from Narendra Modi, at least as far as the economic policies are concerned. And, uh, both no of difference from Narendra no. Modi. As far as, 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 far as economic policies are concerned. <laughs> yes. No uh, the difference and no alternative policies. He, he has not uh, placed any alternative policies he before the country. And what about otherwise, ideologically? And you he, believe that they're the same? At least, Surely uh, not. Uh, at least uh, as far as economic policies, both of them uh, represent both of them uh, represent the same ideology of neoliberalism. Neoliberal, you're saying yeah. they're ex yeah, cut exactly from the same cloth. Yeah. You wouldn't agree with that, would you? Um, well, would no. you? I, I think what if you were to look at the Congress of 91, 92, yeah. uh, that did represent a different economic philosophy than the Congress starting 2004. And, you know, the Congress shifted the blame onto the Communist Party that they couldn't do anything because the Communists were hindering them. Yet they have done much more damage. I'm, for one, I'm praying and, and I, I sort of regret having written all that stuff about the communists. I think if they had been uh, collaborators with the Congress over the last five years, we would have been a much more prosperous nation <laughs> than we are today. That's so I think, no, 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 no. for you I to say that. Only, only because That's of our intervention and our support that some of the pro-people measures were implemented by the UPA1. No, but we, but we tried to no, no, we tried to prevent some of the, uh, the, at least the pace of the neoliberal reforms. Okay, but between you, whatever you've heard of Rahul and Modi, is that even a fair comparison? When you, when, you, when you heard both of them about governance and about ideas for oh, the I, country? I think so, absolutely. I mean, they represent very different styles. They represent very different visions. 
In one case, I know what the vision is. In the other case, as we have been discussing, yes. I really do not know. He's That's actually not to say that I don't want to know the vision. Right. But I just didn't get it. Okay. Mr. Rajesh is actually suggesting that there's no difference. Ideologically, both Narendra Modi and Rahul Gandhi are the same. I'm so sorry. As far as I economic mean, policies as far as I, economic I, you policies know, are I concerned. wish I wish they were same. Then in one and one, one thirty 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 minutes and thirty six seven minutes, you said. Now in thirty minutes, the gentleman uh, read out from the paper, yes. and thirty seven minutes he answered only two questions, and that too, when a question was asked on water, he started giving more strength to Pradhans, and when something else was asked, he started. He didn't answer on centre state relation. He was rambling. He was rambling. So there was confusion. And, and you're saying Modi, Mr. Modi is always very on clear, target. Very crisp. And if he is talking to CII or any business body, he'll talk business. He'll not talk politics. No, but come on, uh, Meenakshi. Some would say, Milan. Let me throw this to you. That uh, even Narendra Modi, we saw some of those quotes in our report. Is not above making slogans. P2, G2, pro-people, pro-government. Uh, pro Some would say these are catchy but empty slogans. But the BJP has been suggesting, Milind, the BJP has been suggesting, Milind, that this speech of Rahul Gandhi was a reaction to Narendra Modi. This is an example of Modi-phobia and that's what led him to do it. Was there a bit of that behind the decision to, to give the speech? No, I don't want to compare him to, uh, I don't want to compare him to uh, Mr. Modi at all. And I, I, I agree and I think maybe Mrs. Lekhi will agree with me and Congress and BJP are united here that there should be no comparison between them because I fundamentally believe that Mr. Modi is in a completely different ideological space as Rahul Gandhi is. But I just heard Mrs. Lekhi talking about how crisp and clear Mrs. Modi is, Mr. Modi is and sadly I'd like to tell her that just communication skills alone don't allow you to drive India forward. But you need the right intent, you need the right ideological, economic, social intent that takes you forward. You can't, Mr. you can't Dora, what, when when what does it require and, and what has happened? You can't hide that or uh, shadow that by great communication uh, skills, where do you rhetoric think, and spin. Where do you, you think he's failed? Where do you think Narendra Modi has to be saf and only then will the people give you a mandate. Where do you think Narendra Modi has got the mandate three times? Rahul Gandhi did not go to CII because Narendra Modi has addressed industry. Rahul Gandhi went to CII. It is an overdue address. Image makeover. Alright, we're just having problems with the signal. We'll just come back to that. But Pavan Verma, this entire business of, I mean, there's of course the economic ideology aspect of it. And then there are of course other ideological parameters which are going to become important for parties uh, like yourself. Uh, are you now increasingly in a position where it is becoming clear that you have to make a choice? And did, it, did today's speech in any way help you come closer to that choice? Or are you still going to take no, the official know, line uh, and uh, say we are still very much with the BJP? <laughs> no, I'll give you an honest answer because you know we must get sanity into this discussion. The whole debate becomes so obsessively based on individuals, one against the other. Yeah. You know, Vasu, governance is something you have to do every day, 16 hours a day. This country cannot wait. It's about a collective effort, governance with an inclusive face. No, but Pavan, I'm, I'm on a different to point. A partisan on this. I'm, I'm, I'm on a different point. You, all that we end up doing is to compare two individuals all, all right. the time. Listen, I'll tell you why individuals I'm become important. I, just a second. I, I don't want to drag every discussion into a personality-centric one, even though today's was largely built around Rahul Gandhi's speech. But the fact is that for a party like yours, you've made it clear that your decision to stay or not to stay with the NDA will be based on an individual who will head the NDA. You've made that very clear. So there is an individual-centric aspect all, to it. All, as and I that's what I was it. trying to ask you about. As I understand it, Vasu, I'm trying to explain to you, yes. as I understand it, all that Mr. Nitish Kumar has said without naming an individual is that the realities of this country are such that we need to have an inclusive face to lead it. Yes. Someone who can carry all the people of India together. That is what he has said at the moment. Is Narendra Modi that inclusive face and or is I he not that inclusive face? Is he that is that Narendra Modi the come up if he's named as the cat. 
That is a hypothetical question because the NDA has not decided, nor has the BJP named him as Prime Minister. No, but were they to name him, or do you, uh, or even if they weren't to name him, do you see him as an inclusive figure, or do you see Ra someone like Rahul Gandhi as more inclusive? Come on. You know, I, I, I think, I think that, I think this choice at this stage is is entirely hypothetical. And, it's not and that hypothetical either. I mean, it's a choice that is, choice. is it's a choice that's becoming increasingly imminent. No, it is hypothetical. I don't know who to believe. Mr. Rajnath Singh said that there's no there's no decision yet, and that the BJP will decide. So plus, we, we've said the Congress. How, how much longer, Minachi? No, no. Plus, <laughs> the Congress has said that you maybe. 2014 yeah. is the Lok Sabha election. But the BJP is uh, repeatedly making statements that it might be earlier. I mean, every whenever, other day we have a statement saying that elections whenever, are high. Whenever looks the elections happen, so we'll, we'll decide. Sujit, you were saying very quickly. No, no, all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, it is not, even the Congress hasn't made clear that Rahul Gandhi is going to be uh, the flag bearer. Right. So and, and as per your own reading, you believe that he's not yeah, up I, for the job at all. But that's my own personal, as I said, I, I just don't see him being enthused by politics. Okay, last, uh, uh, very quickly from you, uh, Siddharth Vadarajan, do you believe that Rahul's decision to speak to CII was somewhat influenced by the kind of rapturous response that Modi has been getting addressing the business community and that's one constituency uh, that Rahul could not ignore any longer? And so it's there hard was to that say, but if that was the, it, it's, if, if that was the motivation, the kind of message he gave... <laughs> Uh, is really quite different, right? Because because Narendra Modi goes to a meeting of industrialists and, and tells them what they want to hear. He chose uh, Rahul Gandhi went to a meeting of industrialists and and spoke about you know social welfare, etc. So I'm not sure what exactly he wanted to achieve uh, and whether he was trying to follow in the footsteps of Modi or steal a march on him. But right. it's clear that as uh, if, if he's serious about his politics, uh, he will have to have more and more uh, public outings where he presents his views and more detailed views rather than generalities and puts himself forward for, for questioning not just at not just by um, industrialists but I think by journalists I think it's high time that somebody like Rahul Gandhi were to give a full-fledged you know interview uh, where where you know you have a hard-nosed interviewer putting questions that, uh, to him about exactly that what will he stands be the for. day and the same you know anybody <laughs> exactly anybody that who aspires to an important position in Indian politics like Rahul Gandhi has to, you know, that's put himself But you know, that is true, Minakshi, of Narendra Modi as well. It is high time that he Absolutely. also gives an interview where he's free and willing to take all possible questions, including that of 2002. He doesn't. He does. He has not named one recent interview which he's given where he's taken questions on 2002. He's I'll walked I'll out of interviews the moment someone asked him. Srinivasan, let me complete one. You know, from 2002 till date, yeah. repeatedly myths have been played, whether it's the number of people, whether it's the incident. I'm not on whether that. It's, no, allow me to complete. I'm not on SIT, the incident. I'm just I, simply I on his I, allow, intolerance allow towards me. being questioned I'll about tell it. you, I'll tell you. The intolerance is because media has run campaign after campaign and for that Instead of talking about Gujarat, the inclusive growth which actually Gujarat has done, okay. you want to discuss something like that, which which is if if that was so important, then he, three times he wouldn't have been voted. All right, okay, we'll have to leave it there. Thanks very much indeed, all of you, for joining us. The jury is still, of course, very much out on Rahul Gandhi's maiden speech. But uh, what we'll play you now are some of those moments in the speech where uh, Rahul seemed to briefly falter before he regained his composure. Let me go back to the women for a, for a bit. One second. Yeah. So I've lost it now. One second. Okay. You know, I go, I, I go to Jhansi. I see Rani ki Jhansi. Rani ki Jhansi. She's a hero. She's a hero. She's a hero. She's a hero. You consider her a hero. When you play the politics of alienating communities, you stop the flow of movement of people of ideas, people and ideas. 
Welcome back. Another one of our big stories today. Police released fresh evidence in Kolkata, which they claim proves that the 22-year-old student activist Sudhito Gupta was killed in an accident. But it's only likely to intensify the anger and the protests on the streets, where many say that Sudhito was killed due to political, I beg your pardon, police violence. The date, 2nd April. The time, 2.42 p.m. SFI students are seen running, apparently after a home guard outside Presidency Jail on the day Shudipta Gupta died. The police interpretation. The SFI activists arrested for courting arrest were an aggressive lot. Five minutes later, the footage shows flag-bearing activists beating up someone, apparently a home guard called Biswajit Mondal, who later filed a case against SFI supporters for attempt to murder and criminal intimidation. 2.45 p.m. on another CCTV footage shows an injured activist being carried towards the presidency jail. Next, the injured boy is seen being carried towards the camera. The boy in a red t-shirt is holding a white handkerchief to his head. That boy is not Shudipto, who had worn a blue t-shirt that day. SFI activists claim the picture proves the police had lati charged them, injuring many. Or else, how did the boy in the red t-shirt get hurt? Did he too hit his head on a lamppost like the police is claiming Shudipto did? What does the CCTV prove? That SFI activists manhandled home guard Mondal? Does it prove Shudipto died after hitting his head on a lamppost while hanging out of a bus? Unless the police has more specific footage that they're not sharing yet, the answer seems to be a clear no. Right, so clearly many questions still remain uh, despite the release of that footage. Well, in the home of Shudipto, NDTV's Monadipa Banerjee spoke to his father, who struggled between grief and anger. Pranab Gupto, the father of Shudipto Gupto, playing his favorite instrument in a moment of grief, the violin. He was telling us a little while ago that he had wanted Shudipto to learn and Shudipto had surreptitiously tried his hand at playing this musical instrument, but he had not really mastered it. He would play in secret and the father would listen to him, but now no more. Pranav Babu, you disturb What are your prayers for Shudipto? Shudipto Janne, Apni Bhagwan and Kache ki Prathana Kurchin. Bhagwan and Kotato Bulboi Amarakta Chai, Bichata Tikvotol Ho. Orki accident Hoi Chilomonihaina, Polish Manager. Ami accident Bulbula. Accident Bulbula, J. Kano. Aji Pure Gie Tare Obostata Holo Adge Rokto Kolon Holo Tarpuroki Shay Chiletake Pitiaki Martepare Mukumanjikinto already engaged the Chen Kitini Bishashkore at an accident. Abi Akta Bulvo Eta Accident La. Apnar ki kono apotti chilo that Shudipto was doing left politics. Apnar me khanik takalke ingit diye che that he was brainwashed by the left parties and the SFI. Ha, ami thik hote pare. She to baatcha chile ekta. Tar politics shikar jullo to ek dinhe hoy na. Adge abio te shuti chhu shuti vachre ekono politics kichhu yari na. O political portho. আপনার কি ওর বামপন্থী পলিটিক্সে কোনো আপত্তি ছিল না সে এডুকেটেড হয়ে আগামী দিনে আজকে যারা যারা ইতিহাসে ওই চেয়ারে বসেছে তাদের চেয়েও বেশি করত আমি এটা জোর করেই বলবো আপনি ওর জন্য একটু বাজান সুদীপ্তর জন্য একটু আপনার ভায়োলিনটা বাজান In Kolkata, with Nirmal Sarkar, Monitor. Well, that's it on India Decides. Thanks so much for watching. From all of us here, good night.